0: for Monday, June 24th, we're going to read out of 1 John chapter 2, verses 1-14. through 14. My dear children, I write this to you so that you will not sin, but if anybody does sin, we have one who speaks to the Father in our defense, Jesus Christ, the Righteous One. He is the atoning sacrifice for our sins, and only for ours, but also for the sins of the whole world. We know that we have come to know him if we obey his commands. The man who says, I know him, but does not do what he commands is a liar, and the truth is not in him. But if anyone obeys his word, God's love is truly made complete in him. This is how we know we are in him. Whoever claims to live in him must walk as Jesus did. Dear friends, I am not writing to you a new command, but an old one, which you have heard since the beginning. This old command is the message you have heard, yet I am writing you a new command. It, it, it is the truth, its truth is seen in him and in you, because the darkness is passing and the true light is already shining. Anyone who claims to be in the light but hates his brother is still in the darkness. Whoever loves his brother lives in the light, and there is nothing in him to make him stumble. But whoever hates his brother is in the darkness and walks around in the darkness. He does not know where he is going, because the darkness has blinded him. I write to you, dear children, because your sins have been forgiven on account of his name. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you have overcome the evil one. I write to you, dear children, because you have known the Father. I write to you, fathers, because you have known him who is from the beginning. I write to you, young men, because you are strong. And the word of God lives in you, and you have overcome the evil one. So this passage is an interesting passage because it's wrestling with this idea of sin in the lives of believers uh, in the beginning there. And, And this has always been a little bit of a struggle because... In some senses, when we are forgiven from sin, there should be this sense in which we don't want to turn around and go right back to the sin we've been forgiven from. In other words, I like to look at it this way. Um, In the Old Testament, Israel was set free from slavery. And we see that once they get out into the wilderness and things aren't working out exactly as they thought it would, they begin thinking, we should go back to Egypt. Because at least we had food there, and they're not sure what they're going to eat in the wilderness. And and it sounds ludicrous for us to think that the people who were slaves would rather go back to slavery than to live in freedom and trust God to provide for them. And so here, in the same way, once we are dead to sin, Paul talks about this a lot, uh, here in 1 John saying, "Don't I write to you this so you won't sin. It, it, don't go back to that slavery of sin. But if anybody does sin, because we all know that there are times where we get caught up and we get tripped up and we get ahead of ourselves and we begin to live selfishly, maybe even after we've been forgiven of sins, or maybe there's some sinful habits that are really hard to break in our lives. So the idea here is that once we're set free from sin, once we have freedom from that bondage, from the shame, and from the guilt that we wouldn't just return back to it. So that's what's going on in the beginning of this passage is this is being written so that you won't sin. But then if anybody does sin, we can't forget that we have Jesus who speaks on our behalf and that Jesus is the righteous one. We aren't the righteous one so that any righteousness that we have comes from Jesus And he is the atoning sacrifice for our sins. And it says not only ours, but the sins of the whole world. So then it begins in the next part to talk about that we know that we have come to know Jesus if we begin to obey Jesus' commands. And this is that whole thing between faith and obedience and faith and works. And that if we just say, I know God, but we don't do what God says to do, then then, First uh, John says we're, we're just lying. Um, we don't have the truth in us. So there should be a response to knowing God that leads us to obedience. Because once we know God and once we know God's love, we know that God has the best in mind for us. So the things that he asks of us, they're not burdensome anymore because we know that whatever God asks for us will be the best for us. It's the very best thing that we could have. So we want to do what God wants us to do, not because we have to, but because we know that God is looking out for our best interest and that we have come to know God and know God's love and God's truth and God's peace. And then he goes into this part about this isn't a new command. It's the oldest command in the book. In other words, it's like the Shema, love the Lord your God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength. And it's interesting, the word Shema actually means to hear, so "Hear, oh Israel" is how it begins. But it's also used that same word is used for obey. So there's always a link between hearing and obeying. Uh, even that word Shema means both hear, and it can be used also to understand as being obedient. So there's a sense in which when we hear, it's not we haven't really heard until we actually obey. And and that's where this passage is going to. And so, ultimately, the litmus test of our life is love. If we live in the light, then we will love our brothers and sisters. If we don't love our brothers and sisters, then we're pretty sure it's a pretty clear indicator that the the love of God hasn't really penetrated our hearts yet and that we're kind of walking around in the dark. So today, I want to encourage you, With these words from 1 John, don't go back to slavery after you've been set free to the slavery of sin. And that if you really hear the Word of God, it will lead to some obedience because you will know that what God has for you is better than what you could figure out on your own. Hey, that's just a thought for this morning, and I hope you have a great day